podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. to Zero Pucks Given, the ice hockey podcast for Chelmsford Chieftains fans. I'll start with some good news I had this week. I finally managed to get the podcast available on Apple Podcasts. And within days, it charted at number 10 for British ice hockey podcasts. So thank you to everyone listening through that platform. This week's Spotify chart also had Zero Pucks Given peaking in at number 10 in the British ice hockey podcast. So once again, I cannot thank you enough for listening following, sharing through social media, word of mouth, and I'd say peaking at 10 in these charts that include podcasts about NHL teams, elite league teams, and all the hockey up and down the country is unbelievable and really means that we are getting heard everywhere. So this is episode four, and later I'll be joined by Simon Douglas. You would have seen him at Chieftains and Warriors games, normally a black jersey, strong beard game, and always carrying a camera. Uh, Simon takes the incredible photos that grace our matchday programmes. He's also a Colorado Avalanches fan, so he'll probably have some boasting to do regarding last season's Stanley Cup victory. But first, let's start with this weekend's results. Halloween road trip weekender for Chelmsford Chieftains. Firstly, a 5-3 loss to Raiders Junior and an 8-4 loss at Oxford City Stars meant our Halloween was truly the stuff of nightmares. We'll work our way through the weekend and start at the Sapphire Ice Centre on Saturday where we took on Raiders Junior in the first Essex Derby of the season. Fast start to the game as both teams were icing hard knowing that local pride was at stake and at just 2.45 into the game Cam Bartlett got the Chieftains in the lead with a slap shot from the blue line. The remainder of the period was littered with end-to-end attacks and penalties but the buzzer sounded leaving the Chiefs a goal to the good. Into the second and the defence was doing its job well, bodies being put on the line to block shots, Luca Tassadri playing like a young man possessed and at 30.53 TJ Fillery found Leo Markey in the open and his low shot crossed the crease past Rangers netminder Phillips and the Chiefs led 2-0. Six minutes later, however, Markey took a penalty for roughing and was joined in the penalty box by Daniel Fay. And in the four-on-three power play, Pascal made it 2-1. In the final minutes of the second, Markey took another penalty, this time for tripping, and the Chieftains' penalty kill line was breached by Courtney Grant, who made it 2-2 on 39-33, going into the third at 2-2. The start of the third, and at this point the Raiders had outshot the Chiefs by 24-18. to 18. And in the opening minutes, the Raiders took a penalty for holding, and on the power play, Ollie Baldock found Cam Bartlett, who scored his second with a blue line bottle rocket at 42-59. Chelsea's defence seemed to be holding out until two goals in 35 seconds from Briggs turned the game spinning on its head as Raiders led 4-3. 
Chieftains continued to push and squandered power play chances, even a short five on three. And with the seconds ticking down on the Sapphire Ice centre board, Lucas Tassadri was pulled and a breakdown in play left Anderson with a chance for an empty netter. And at 58-48, it was 5-3. Cam Bartlett took man of the match for the Chiefs, but Essex is Navy in gold for now. And we look forward to the return to the Riverside on December the 11th. Elsewhere on Saturday in NIHL 1, South, the Stretton Redhawks beat Milton Keynes Thunder 7-1 at the high road. That game was one apiece going into the third before the Redhawks ran riot. Slough Jets held on for a 3-2 victory over Invicta Dynamos after a late rally from the Moes. And our host for Sunday night, Oxford City Stars, had a 4-2 defeat to Solent Devils at the Sub-Zero Planet Ice in Gosport. Uh, Sunday's game needed a massive response and a massive performance. And going behind very early to a power play goal from Hedges on 3.07, the Chieftains rallied and hit back on 7.49 when Kieran Rayner scored, assisted by Dan Hitchens and James Pentecost. At 16.31, the Chieftains completed their first period turnaround after Daniel Fay put in Sasha Maltsev to make it 2-1. A flurry of penalties at the start of the second saw Chieftains have a 4-on-3 power play, but nothing came of that until 26.52 when TJ Fillery, assisted by Neil Lydiard, extended the lead to 3-1. At the half-hour mark, with Oxford pushing to get back into the game, a melee on the boards led to Taylor going to war with Kieran Rayner, that saw both get five and both need a change of jersey as the blood was flowing. With 90 seconds remaining in the second, Watchhorn pulled one back for Oxford, and we entered the third with a slim one-goal advantage. Then the Halloween road trip took a truly frightening turn as Oxford City Stars equalised through Abbott just six seconds after the restart. 41 seconds later, Staten made it 4-3, and history was repeating itself from Saturday's thriller at the Sapphire. At 42.30, Oxford extended their lead to five when Hedges got his second. Three goals conceded in two and a half minutes. One second into the final ten minutes, Wardlaw made it six for Oxford. Less than a minute later, Stratton got his second on 50-47, making it 7-3. From accounts from Chieftains fans that were in the Oxpens, we weren't actually playing that bad, but the Stars were just very clinical and made it three goals in just 90 seconds. This time as Llewellyn, the giant on a two-way contract with Bristol Pitbulls, made it eight on 51-33. Moxon just called a timeout kept Sonny Phillips in the pipes and got an immediate response as Casey Wilson assisted James Pentecost to make it 8-4 but the rallying call wasn't enough to force a comeback and 8-4 was the final score from the Oxfordshire Arena. The defeat makes the cup group very tight and could even come down to goals so everyone scored and everyone conceded could make the difference. Pence takes them out of the match but scant consolation for the Chieftains who really have to regroup and start clicking fast with only one game next week, which is a return to the Ox Pens in the league this time. Saunders and the boys have got to find a way to capitalise on their leads and on their power play opportunities. Now, we've all discussed the current form as fans, and it is very frustrating. But believe me, the players are feeling that frustration too. We all know, some of you more than most, just how much commitment is required to play hockey at this level. And I don't think their commitment can be doubted one bit. You know, they don't travel hundreds of miles to not bother playing their best. Um, and they and they understand that as fans, you know, we travel hundreds of miles to come and support them. So they will always give their best. So, you know, as usual with my positive head on, 
I just I have to believe that it will come good. And as a Chieftains fan and a Maple Leafs fan, the positivity is, is hard to cling on to at the moment. But the ups and downs in hockey come at you so fast. I think that's one of the reasons why we all love our sport. So Elsewhere in the Britain Cup on Sunday, uh, Streatham completed a four-point weekend with a 9-6 victory down in Gillingham against Invicta. And Solent had a weekend without leaving the South Coast and also achieved a four-point weekend with a 5-3 win over Rangers Junior. Halloween weekend didn't fare too well for the Warriors either as they iced at the Riverside against Streatham Blackhawks. Two goals from Ho and a coast-to-coast specialty from Jaden Balker were the three goals the Warriors got. And despite playing very well, Streatham Blackhawks ran out 11-3 victors. The juniors fared a little bit better, however, as their results saw the under-12 ones beat Peterborough 10-2. And the under-12s twos, the Mini Chieftains, beat Romford 8-1. So two wins for the Mini Chieftains there. And the under-16 Tomahawks clocked up a four-point weekend with 25 goals as well, beating Slough 13-1 and Peterborough 12-1. Now to lighten the mood a little bit, a new feature, Hit of the Week. The hit of the week this week then was TJ Fillery down at the Sapphire on Saturday as uh, Lidl for Raiders was sort of getting the puck out from his own boards down in the corner and TJ Fillery come flying through, beautifully clean hit and sent him down to the ice and the Chieftains took the puck back. So the first hit of the week is TJ Fillery. Now we're going to have a chat with Chieftains, Warriors and GB under-18 netminder, Luca Tisadri. Chieftains, number 35. Luca Tisadri, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm um, very good, mate. Very good. How are you feeling at the moment? Oh, thank you for coming on. We're glad that the players want to come on and, and have a chat, especially as I, I'd imagine it's quite difficult at the moment amongst the amongst the team. Well, yeah, it's difficult to say we're in a tough patch, but you know, it's just we just got to get a win. That's all it is. So you know, hopefully next Sunday at Oxford. We, we get there, we, we yeah. get a win. That is, that is the idea. Uh, and hopefully, fingers oh, yeah. crossed, we blow them out as well. <laughs> I think you're right, mate. I, honestly, I think if we go up there on Sunday, get a win, and then I think we'll get on a bit of a roll. Because I just yeah, think once it's, it's just that. It's just getting a win. It's just getting across that line. You know, we, we yeah. play well for two periods and it just all goes downhill a bit. But Yeah. You know. Now, I agree, mate. I think it's there. So, my first question for you. If men are from Mars and women are from Venus, where are netminders from? <laughs> what a question. Oh, my. <laughs> well, um, to be fair, I think I'm fairly normal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a fairly normal human. But, you know, very, very... No, no, no one tells me I'm normal. But, like, I think it's just all goalies, which are just... They're, they're a bit crazy, you know, they, they stop in front of pucks and, you know, you get a few to the head and 
is <laughs> it's just look, we have to provide entertainment. We're not scoring goals, so we have to <laughs> we have to stop them in it. <laughs> it's uh, I think it's true in a lot of sports actually that the people that want to stand between the posts and prepare to be hit by flying objects have, have all got a certain level of craziness in common. No, of course. If if I've if I've got a stop stop pucks and jump in front of things, that's that's my role on the team. You know, I'll I'll happily take one for the team, and <laughs> you know, at, at least I enjoy it. Unlike some other people who are scared to block shots. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, a few are. Maybe maybe when you, you grow up a little, you 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 just brace it. But when you're little and small, and you know, when 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 Camel Grant come down, slap shot you. Yeah, uh, it's like the puck. You, uh, you, yeah, you kind of just hide away from it and just let the goalie do it. So, so were you always a goalie? Did you play out on the ice as well? See, right. Um, I, I played when I was seven. And I started as a player, and I was a player for like three months. And I remember, like, when I when I was a player, I was a defender, and I just kept sliding around on the ice, like just trying to block shots, like just diving on the ice pretty much. And like my dad brought me like all new kit. I remember him telling me this, like when I grew up and he was like brand new kit. We're talking like fish bowl and like body armor, leg pads, the whole lot. And it was the first time I wore it. And then I turned around to him and I, I told him that I want to be a goalie. <laughs> and it, With another few it was, hundred quid. <laughs> yeah. Just a few, few hundred gone down the drain, but you know, I, I off quite well to be honest yeah so yeah i'd be inclined to agree mate i would be inclined to agree <laughs> thank you. Thank is, you. There, is there a story behind your number have you been number 35 all the way through um to be honest right it's it's a bit cringy but like i've got my number 35 from uh ben clements because he he used to coach me from like when i was literally at beginning as a goalie and he, he was he was there from like day one and he just coached me and coached me and you know I love Ben Ben is like my favorite coach sorry to all the other coaches out there but he he is my favorite coach and yeah I love him I love him because he's he's made me what I am today and you know some some other coaches got me like you and King and you know like even Joe Wilson and Mark Saunders like they were they got me to the place I am and like even with GB like Sean Easton, like I can't appreciate them enough. They are they they are fantastic at what they do, and I just appreciate it so much. I think that's a lovely tribute actually to to a coach that's meant a lot of, a lot to you to to have that number. Now, nah, well, you know, if he if if he ever wants to come back, you know, he could take my he can take the number. I'll just I'll, I'll wear ninety nine if I have to. I think that's allowed in this league over here, isn't it? So hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so when you started at senior level, obviously, I mean, you're only 17 years old now. Um, and I, I remember you sort of coming into the team, uh, just 16, sort of playing in the first team. Uh, was the lads were all right? There was nothing too silly going on? No, I think, well, you know, when I, when I was like 14 and 15, like I, sometimes I trained with like the Chiefs and that. So coming into the, coming into the team, I knew, I knew like half the lads. Yeah, in there. Like I didn't know all of them, obviously, but you know when I went when I was training with them, like they were all they all just like they all settled me in. Like it was it was just nice. Like obviously you, you'd had jokes flying around, and I'm the rookie, and I'll, I'll pick up pucks and fill bottles up and whatnot. But like at the end of the day, they 
they're your teammates who like when when it's a game when it's game night they're gonna stick up for you and you know it's a it was a great room last year and it's it's a good room this year. I'm I'm really enjoying yeah. everyone to be honest. I, th- I think we do see that a lot actually, especially when you know we're with the friend in and the, and the puck is around that that zone of ours. As soon as you decide that no, I'm having it, and you get your glove down on it, they're all right around you and putting the protection. Yeah, yeah, they all swarm like bees around me and just yeah. like fight off. Is the yeah, well, I'm thankful for it because I know I'm uh, I'm not a fighter really, but I'm not I'm not I'm not one to you know block someone in the face. No. <laughs> That last season, and and quite rightly so, I think, considering how well you were playing, you were called into the GB under eighteen setup. Yeah, of course. No, that was that was really good. Um, yeah, sir. Did it, was it out in um? Was it in Zafia somewhere? Was it or it was it was in Estonia. Estonia, um, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like it's crazy. It's a bit of a mental story. Like, so I got put as like a reserve uh, for like that. So I wasn't I wasn't originally going to go away. And I was in Nottingham for uh, a GB uh, goalie camp up there with uh, Gary Bryan, uh, who is another like really good coach. But um, you know, I, I was I was in Nottingham and I got the call around midday where it was like you have to hop on a flight. You're going to Estonia. You're going, you're going for GB. Um, so it it was about midday at Nottingham, and I my dad bless him, he he dropped he, he drove so fast home. Uh, which was like two hours to like Chelmsford. Uh, um, we're calling my mum and like, mum, pack pack everything, pack my stuff. We we're going, we're going. Um, so we get home and we we literally spend like five minutes at home and like the next thing you know, I'm at Stansted Airport catching a flight to Finland, uh, which was a bit mental at like five in the evening and like I fly I fly over by myself. Like there was no my mum, dad, brother didn't didn't. There was there was just not enough time, nah. and then from, from there I kind of I, I, I flew to Finland, uh, Helsinki, uh, just waited an hour, and then there was a delay on the flight. Oh my, like I was just so tired, <laughs> and then from Finland I, I went to Estonia, and then I touched down at about half one two in the morning, and got into the hotel and up at seven a.m. the next day for a game. It was a, it was an it was a very short sleep and I was very tired. I remember like trying to keep my eyes awake in the change room. It was, <laughs> it was, no, it was a really good experience though. Yeah, just, just living off the adrenaline of it, I suppose. No, of course. Like, I don't know. There's something like, even like I, I got to play a period, which is like really cool. Like, I, considering I wasn't even meant to be there, like to, to put on a shirt is just something special about it. And to, to play, play there and, well, I took a penalty in my first game as well. Like, <laughs> I didn't know the trapezoid rule, and um, yeah, everyone kind of just messaged me about it, like just laughing at me. But you know what? If if I got to stand out, I got to stand out. Absolutely. I think taking a penalty is definitely standing out. <laughs> so, did you get to keep that jersey? Uh, I do. I do somewhere. It is hanging up in my wardrobe. Uh, <laughs> It is. I've got the home one and the away one. Even though I didn't wear the home one, but I've got it somehow. That's an incredible keepsake, though, that, isn't it? But no, it's, it, it's. I don't know. It's just a sense of pride to to wear it, and you know, not many people, not many people wear it. So I'm just, I'm just thankful. Absolutely. Yeah. So April next year is is World Championships, I believe, isn't it? Under eighteen level. 
Yes, yes, of course. We are, well, we're flying out to Serbia, but the team hasn't been announced. But hopefully... You've got final trials soon, haven't you? Yeah, uh, we got a camp in December, and I think that decides the squad or the team. I can't really remember. And then another camp in February, and then we go away in April. So, you know, it's... It's November now, so it's uh, it's it's counting down the days and it's going quickly. So uh, yeah, you know, all I, I got to keep my head down, play games, uh, just do as well as I can, and hopefully we we get picked. You know? Absolutely. So the uh, I have got a question that came to me from the club for you. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Was uh, did you cry when you cut all your hair off? Did I cry? <laughs> I didn't cry, but I was not very happy. So it was a shock for us. I must admit, the first game that you were there, and you, you come on, took your helmet off, and we were like, "Whoa, where's yeah. your No, it was. Um, I'm gonna be honest. It was like 38 degrees, <laughs> so I I couldn't live up with the heat. And I thought, you know what? It's been two years. I got I got to get it done. Uh, so I cut it. I cut most of it off at home, uh, and then there was just like patches of hair missing and. I think the hair like measured out was like ten inches, and it was like four long strips of hair. So, yeah, I, I got it all cut off, and then I went to the barbers, and they sorted me out, and uh, I donated the hair to charity. So, oh, that's yeah. that's brilliant, mate. That's lovely. All, lovely all, all for a good cause, really. Uh, but, um, but um, yeah. Well, I spoke with Ross Clark last week regarding the atmosphere at the Riverside. Uh, are your feelings the same that it's it's the best atmosphere you've played in? It is. It is like I don't know. Just play, even when like you play Streatham or you play you know Milton Keynes or or something, it the fan the fan base is consistent. We 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 sell so many, and it's like for me like I used to be that guy when I was seven years old, like watching the team. Like I'd I'd go to every game. Like I I remember going like Isle of Wight away and. <laughs> going home and we take so many fans away and even to play at home it's it's always it's so so loud compared to well anywhere else I've played really so you know I think the fan base is the best in the league of course right well I'll take you back to last season I think it was in Victor at home and it went to a shootout and you you were in between the the whole crowd was chanting your name that was incredible. I remember this game. You know what? This one of my one of my favorite like games to, to play ever because it was obviously for me it was playing playing Chiefs is obviously special. Like it's been childhood dream of mine. But to also play against Ben Clements as well, like the guy who's coached me since I was seven, mm. which uh, makes him sound very old. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I don't mean to make him sound so ancient. But um, you know to even to be in a shootout and, you know, I think I'm quite decent at a shootout, you know, I fancy my chances of winning, like, a, a lot, like, even, like, we normally do shootouts at, like, the end of training and, you know, I, I say I save more than I concede, which is only positive, really, but the the crowd did chant my name and everything, it was just something special and I kind of, I kind of thought, like, I can't let, I can't let the fans down, I, I have to win it, so... And I think you did, to my memory. I think you saved from um, from Jarrett Hushk, and we uh, we saved. Ah, oh, saved four. So yeah, you did know. save four in total. Yeah, uh, and then Matty Turner put one five by one, uh, Glamour, which is a it's a very nice goal, to be fair. 
Yeah, so. So, but that was just, I remember that thinking. I think you were only 16 at the time as well, weren't you? Because this was. When was this? No, yeah, I think I was 17. I was. This was like uh, April, March. I think, March, I, I think it was, yeah, just before the end of the season last year, wasn't it? Yeah, 17 then. Yeah. I'm feeling 17. I'm feeling old, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Pains, pains in my body. <laughs> What I wouldn't give to feel 17 again, mate. Oh, I'd, look, I'm just happy. Like, I'm lucky to not be as old as others. So, yeah. <laughs> it will come to you one day, I'm sure. You'll catch us up. Oh, I don't want it to. I don't, <laughs> I'm I'm just going to live in the youth. Like I could be 40 years old and I'll, I'll still act like a teenager. I'll, I think, I'll I think that's a fantastic you. mantra to have. So outside of hockey, have you got any other interests? Any other injury? Um, just sports in general, you know. I'd, obviously, I really like football. Like, I'm a huge Arsenal fan. Oh, right, um, yeah. So, you know, if, if the football's on it, more time or not, I'll watch it. But I like a bit of F1 as well. You know, F1's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I've, I've got into it like five years ago and I've, I'm kind of addicted to it right now. So, but Did you watch uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix? I did, I did. I remember... Um, my dad was watching it. I thought, why would you watch like cars racing around? And I watched it, and then it kind of just all came back. And uh, one one race later, and I decided to watch the whole season. So oh, that like sort of lit the fire in you then. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. You know, I don't know. It's, cars going fast is pretty cool in my <laughs> eyes. So you know, do, do you watch anything yeah. else on Netflix or Prime? Netflix. You know what, right? I used to like my favourite show on Netflix was Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, oh yeah. I, I watched that during lockdown, and I watched like the first like season, and then I remember like four or five days straight, I wouldn't come out of my room because I was watching it. So, <laughs> you know, but um, Netflix. I'm not. I'm. I don't really watch much of it. To be fair, like obviously you got like what comes what is trending so like when squid game was around and the uh like whatever's on now to be fair i haven't had a look but whatever is on now uh, anything in the top 10 but um well i don't know we'll see you know what I, I, i'm gonna watch netflix tonight i'm gonna see what's on there tonight after yeah. training and uh oh. I can only rec- ever recommend Stranger Things. I was a massive Stranger Things fan. Stranger Things. Uh, I heard. No, I got. I heard like mixed opinions about it. Some some of my friends who watched it, and they were like, "It's really good," and some are like, "It's just unrealistic." And I thought, you know what? It's fine. Like as long as it entertains me, I'll I'll take it. Uh, see, I've been as old as I am. I found it quite retro where it was set in the eighties. So it was. Um, yeah, no, it was that's fine for me. That's fair enough. Do you follow an NHL team? Uh, Boston Bruins. Yeah, uh, Boston Bruins as well. I am. I am. Uh, really cringe, but like, I only followed them because they're the same colour as the Chieftains. Like, you could you could kind of tell how much of a Chiefs fan I was back in the day, and uh, when I was like seven, eight years old. Yeah, absolutely. But, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pick them because they were the same colour, uh, and maybe because they won the Stanley Cup, like. A year after, or something like that, maybe. Oh, really? But um, yeah, I mean, they're a good team. Often they're doing well this season. I think they're like they just come off the win of Pittsburgh in overtime, and you know they're 
they're winning quite a few games right now. So it's, it's a strange season this year in the NHL. Is the teams that everyone thought were going to do really well are doing terrible. Doing so well, yeah, I know it's it's kind of flipped upside down, but you know maybe maybe it's early season, like early doors, and you know yeah. when when it comes to Christmas time, hopefully the good teams will start winning and. Mm. Well, same for them getting back into the swing of it as you guys have had to. Obviously, you had the COVID disrupted season, and then yeah. you, you were playing behind closed doors for a little bit, weren't you? No, no, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah. but I don't know. I don't really, rem- I don't like. I was just, I don't know how old was I, fourteen, fifteen. So I wasn't, I wasn't in and around like the senior lot to play behind closed doors. I was just, I was just locked in my room or <laughs> locked in the house. You know, just. <laughs> I sometimes go out in the garden and kick a football and then come back in. Uh, but I mean, it's always it's where when sport comes back, it's just everyone kind of gets together, really. So for hockey to be back, and I remember watching it, it was just it was just good to good to watch and see like some of the guys who I know who's playing. But yeah, that's, that's it. Have you got a dog in the background? Yeah, my my dog is elsewhere in the house. But uh, unfortunately, my my little room where I record this isn't quite soundproof. No, it's all good. I love dogs. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. So yeah, you could, you could just about faintly hear her when I was talking to Ross last week in the background as well. No, I did hear it. How many? You just had the one dog. Yeah, I've just got the one. Yeah, she's a Staffordshire Bull Terrier cross with an American Bulldog. <laughs> that is a lot of words, and I don't understand. Yeah, she she's big and scary looking, but will lick your face off. Oh no! Oh, that's the best dogs then, in my opinion. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic, mate. Well, thank you so much for coming on and and having a chat with us. It's been really good to talk to you. Best of no. luck with all your trials for Great Britain. You know, as far as everyone in black and gold is concerned, you fully deserve to be to be in that selection. No, thank you. I uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I will I will make sure I get in that team for you lot. Um, don't I'll try my best. Obviously, I can't make promises. but That's all we can ask from you, mate. That's all we can ask from any of you is to try your best, which, you know, something that we've, I've discussed on, on this podcast, actually, about, you know, the current form, as we spoke about at the beginning, that, you know, you guys all, all try your best. You're not going to travel hundreds of miles every weekend whilst the fans travel hundreds of miles every weekend to, to not give your best. So No, of course. We'll, we'll, we'll try our best this weekend and hopefully we come away with a win against Oxford. Uh, I'm hoping. That's all it is. But, That's brilliant, yeah. Thank you for having me. No, you're very welcome, mate. And I hope to have you back on again at some point, especially if you do make that GB selection. No, of course, I'll I'll be back on whenever you want to invite me. Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind. It's been good fun. Thank you very much, mate. No, no worries. Thank you. Uh, I'll see you later. A nice chat there with netminder Luca Tassadri. He is really a nice lad, and I think we all wish him all the best with his GB trials. Uh, I know he, he gets a lot of support when he always guards the Nets for Chieftains. Uh, you know, him and Sonny Phillips do a great job between the two of them. So, really nice to have him on. My next guest this evening, then, is the photographer Simon Douglas. Simon Douglas, how we doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, mate, really good, really good. Fantastic. So, how long have you been doing uh, pictures at the Chieftains then? 
Uh, Chieftains just, uh, they asked me to do it midway, well, I guess kind of the beginning of last year. I think it was around about this time last year. Um, hmm. They asked me to do it. So not long at all. At Were you all. just like, doing it off your own back before yeah, that? Yeah, like I've been like, I've always enjoyed photos and photography. So um, a few years ago, I got myself a decent camera and was just going out on walks and taking photos of random stuff and that evolved into like oh well i like hockey as well so i'll take my camera to the hockey games i go to um so yeah so that's just how i started doing it like i say for myself and then they messaged me like i say around about this time last year and said would you mind helping out and doing it when um when talon can't do it because he's been doing it for years oh and i was like yeah sure no problem like yeah it's just kind of carried on from there really and yours are featured in the programme quite prominently now. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is, you know, good. I've never had anything printed before, so I'll take that. That's great. No, lovely. And it's, does it, is it quite difficult to catch the, the good shots? It's such a fast game. Hello? I'll carry on. Uh, yeah, I was saying to someone the other day, it was, it's easier to photograph motorsport than it's hockey because hockey is just ridiculously fast. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't know if it, because I won't be able to edit it later, there was a little slot there for about 20 seconds where it just went deadly silent. Oh, really? Maybe yeah, I, so was, maybe I didn't get the answer to your question. <laughs> fantastic. Um, maybe I need to keep my iPad on open rather than not let it turn off. <laughs> So no, this is all new to me. Um, and me. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember what I was saying now. But yeah. yeah the hockey, speed, the speed of the game. Yeah, the speed of it. The speed of the game is uh, is ridiculous. And yeah, so getting the shots that you want. I mean, I take like well over a thousand photos a game and like most of them just get deleted. It's like, no, that's rubbish, that's rubbish, that's rubbish, that's rubbish. Yeah, that was one of the questions I was going to ask because normally, you, you know, you, you share between, you know, 60, 80, maybe even 100 if we've had overtime and an exciting game. Yeah. But, you know, well, you, there you take thousands throughout the time that we're there. Yeah, I mean, part of it, part of that is because, like I say, a lot of them are no good anyway. You don't need that many. But like part of it as well is I don't like flooding people with like, hundreds of photos i like to just try and like because people don't have time to I, personally other people might view this differently i don't think people have time to look through four or five hundred photos so no. i try and like to keep it as condensed as possible and like get the best shots as i can yeah that's, that's my view on it anyway yeah i think I, I think i know the answer to this but i'm going to ask you is there any one of the players in particular that always poses for a photo Sonny always knows where the camera is. <laughs> we knew that anyway, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of them have. Like, I don't know if they always know they're doing it, but every so often you get a shot and you can just see their eyes are just looking straight at me. And it's like, it could be a complete accident, but, you know, it makes for a good photo. So, but yeah, Sonny <laughs> definitely knows where the camera is. Now, it does, obviously, because we're, for safety reasons, obviously, we're all behind the glass. Does the glass make an effect on the camera? Does it give like a glare or anything like that? Yeah, it it does. Um, I've kind of worked out, well, this is through trial and error, really. Um, like if you're standing close up to the glass as close as possible, and then you're like heading straight on the lens is straight up against it and straight, straight against it. Yeah, I'm probably not explaining myself very well here, then it doesn't make too much of a difference. But as soon as you start coming away and at an angle to the glass, 
then uh, then the glare can make a big difference. Um, but I was at the Raiders game on um, Saturday, and yes. they've got they've got like um, little slots in the glass which you can take out and stick your camera through. And I was like, oh, well, this is amazing because like you're getting no glare whatsoever there because even uh, what little reflection you do get is there's still always going to be some there. So having those little those little gaps was like this is fantastic. Like I didn't. Mm realize it until a third period but the third period is just like this is great like there's no glare whatsoever the photos were coming out much clearer much sharper and it's like so yeah the glass does make a big difference yeah just a shame about the results saturday of course well yeah but let's not that was your was that, that your first away game uh it was my yeah my first away game this season um gonna be in oxford on saturday or sunday sorry i've got a few others planned as well but it's fitting it in around work yeah of course yeah it's um i mean I sort of spoke earlier about knowing the commitment that the guys have to have to play. Yeah. To travel all these distances. But, you know, as fans, it's a big commitment as well, especially, I mean, Oxford on a Sunday night is just. Yeah, it's, that's a, it's a long trip. I mean, I was lucky, like, this weekend I'm, and Monday I'm off anyway. So I was just like, oh, well, I'll just get a hotel and I'll stay over in Oxford. Oxford is a nice city. Why not? Yeah, I'm sure there's some uh, nice photo opportunities on Monday when the sun's out. Hopefully the sun will be out, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, no, I've, I've been down to uh, Gosport, to the Planet Ice down there for an away game. Uh, and the, the, I think it was Sapphire once last year. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going again down to Gosport in January and the Sapphire in February. I think we're going to Invicta away in February as well. Yeah, my plan at the beginning of the season, excuse me, my plan at the beginning of the season was to get to each rink at least once. Um, yeah. So I've pretty much got that planned out, so, which is good. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Uh, quite good that they're sort of they're a bit difficult for you because I think you live sort of a bit further afield, but they do run a coach, don't they, for most of these long away games? Yeah, I think the uh, uh, Gosport one, I might have to take the coach, but the other ones, I'm, I'm probably going to drive there and stay over because, like I say, I like exploring places. So these are new places to me, and some of them might not be the best, but there's always something to see. Yeah. So what started you up with hockey then? What got you into hockey? Uh, my mate, like, when I was maybe 10, 11, came back from America and was got into American sports and hockey, obviously. Being one of them, had a computer game and I was, we played it. Actually, this thing was on the Mega Drive. Wow. Like, yeah, I know I'm old. Um, so so I, old. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. I want to I wanna, like, get into hockey. So I got my mum to get me, or mum and dad to get me NHL 97. Um, so I played that, started the season. Um, and I had no idea. It was just first two teams were on there with Colorado and Florida because they were teams in the Stanley Cup final the year before. And I was like, right, Colorado, that would do. Started and that up. stuck as your NHL team? That stuck to my NHL team from the day, yeah. So that's how I got into hockey. And yeah, and then obviously living in Ipswich at that time, didn't have Sky. Channel 5 was non-existent. The transmission was rubbish. So I had my <laughs> grandparents send me tapes Um from the games that Channel 5 was showing because I lived in London. So they would send me VHS tapes every week with the games. So I'd watch them, send them back. So, yeah. That's well, there's there's going to be people under the age of 20 scratching their heads. Yeah, well, I heard of VHS tapes. <laughs> 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 so I, I was going to bring this up because, you know, we're, we're gentlemen of a certain age. And um, <laughs> Adidas and Disney are celebrating the 30-year anniversary of the Mighty Ducks. They are, yes. Uh, Adidas are releasing the original green... District 5 Ducks jersey 
and the Hawks Ducks jersey. Yeah, I, I think was a, today. Was it today that says a lot about you as a person, doesn't it? If you're buying the Hawks jersey, it does. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you're not one for the underdog or anything like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, that's that. but it wasn't the Mighty Ducks for you then? The, the no, push- it wasn't. Not at all. No, like I say, it was uh, playing Mega Drive games with my mate. Wow. Yeah. But that's... So, uh, now, I must admit, I will probably... Uh, my, my my Christmas list will probably include that Green Jacks jersey. jersey. It's, uh, it is nice. Have you seen the Anaheim Reverse Retro? Just I have. It's one of my favourites. I, I discussed with Ross last week because he's a Boston Bruins fan. Yeah. That the uh, the ducks and the Bruins ones are my favourite ones. I have to say, like this uh, round of reverse retros compared to last times are not as good as tour. Last no, year's, I agree. Last year's, well, two years ago now, there were so many amazing shirts, and this year's are just like I don't really care about any of them. Like there are a few nice ones, a few alright ones, but some of the ones a couple of years ago were amazing. Like, I mean, obviously I'm an Avs fan, but the Colorado one was fantastic. And I don't normally what, like white jerseys. No. But that was amazing. Yeah, I must admit, I've, I've, I've sometimes regretted getting the white Chieftains jersey when I'm having my coffee on the way home from the <laughs> rink. And then it's like, oh no, <laughs> a little drip down there. Always good with a black jersey. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I introduced you earlier, that you, you uh, normally a black jersey, strong beard game. <laughs> and always got camera around neck <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah and my hat there we go hiding the yeah hair. And, and the baggy beanie yeah, always the yeah. baggy beanie it's, uh, it's, gonna, it's like mix it up next time and no one will recognize me it will it will it's, it's almost like you uh, you don't want anyone to know you're a heavy metal fan oh, i think we might have gone quiet again then i think simon might have closed his ipad over that or he's flicking through his youtube to get to some one direction videos no, I definitely closed my iPad. I wasn't paying no. attention. <laughs> so not, flicking to, not flicking onto One Direction videos at all, then? No, not at all. No, that's that's for later. No. How do you find the um, the soundtrack at the rinks? Um, I, I I don't know. I've not really thought about this before. Mate, you put me on the spot here. Have I not? Because it's it's something I've noticed that is quite different in, in where you go. I mean, particularly down like Gosport, they do like it quite heavy down there. There's a lot of sort of thirty <laughs> seconds to Mars and Slipknot, Stone Sour, and I mean I would definitely be up for that. Oh yeah, I did. I, last time I went down there, not only did we win nine nil, you know they were playing all that sort of really heavy music, so I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Yeah, uh, I, I, I've I, always actually loved the diversity of, of the soundtrack at our rink. Yeah, it is very diverse. Because um, there are definitely like heavy metal songs that get played, um, but there's also a lot of stuff that I don't really care for. But yeah. well, I think just, heavy metal goes hand in hand with ice hockey. I think so. I yeah. think so as well. But I, d- I don't know. I guess I I don't know. I've, I think in this country, sport and heavy metal don't really go hand in hand, no matter what. Where no. other countries it does. So I guess we you, that's why you don't see many so many heavy metal fans. No, I do. I do enjoy here. the I enjoy the Chelsea dagger for the the goal celebration. Oh, I see. I hate Chelsea dagger. I think. It's... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and not because of the song. I just think it's overplayed, and not just by the Chieftains, by everyone. It's overplayed yeah. way too much. So I'm just like, oh, this again. It, but it does seem to be every club's home tune yeah. for scoring goals, doesn't it? Exactly. So and there's darts as well, and it's just like, oh, come on. Yeah. Like, well, you can't do the dance, of course, because you're taking pictures. <laughs> oh no, I meant the the darts. Throwing. Oh, the darts! Yeah, oh, I don't talk about the, the you know oh, the, no, the no, arms up and down move that we do for Chelsea dagger. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I definitely don't do that. 
Um, <laughs> well, I might have done it at the playoff final, actually. I got into that a little bit then. But, yeah, no, if it's other darts, darts as well, it's just like, oh, come on. Let's, let's, let's choose another song now. It's been out for ages. There's got to be something yeah. better, right? can't remember which NHL team it was, but it's in the news this week that they're actually looking at playing a different song. Yeah, I've read that. Each player that scores. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember who, you, who it was, but you're right, yeah. I was like, that's going to be confusing, isn't it? Getting it all loaded up in time yeah, and quickly. Yeah, the MC is going to have to proper be on his toes, isn't he? Yeah. To, <laughs> to keep up with that. I mean, in theory, it's a good idea. I quite like the idea, but whether they can actually carry it out in practice is uh, another matter. Yeah, well, obviously, I mean, on the uh, social media with Zero's Pucks Given, I started sharing a few ideas of songs for some of our players. Yeah. Uh, and cha- changing the, the words to sort of fit with them. Um, so that's, you know, moving forward, possibly they could adapt them as, adopt them as their own songs. I, I did use Seven Nation Quite. Army for Luca's introduction today. Quite possibly. Sounds so, like a good idea. Yeah, I think there's he's, he's so many syllables in his name, it fits lovely into Seven Nation Army. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I think uh, there was um, a blondie one way or another for Bailey Chittuck that was that was quite good. Yep. And uh, I think I popped one in there for TJ Fillery. I think it was Casey and the Sunshine Band. Give it up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, which which goes with it again, just a perfectly eclectic mix of music to, to go with our with our game. Absolutely. So with the uh, other answers, then Stanley Cup win last year. Yeah, it's great, wasn't it? Well, I don't, I, you know, in me as a Maple Leafs fan, I don't get involved in the Stanley Cup too much. Oh, you suffer, <laughs> mate, you suffer. <laughs> but, uh, so no. you, you were staying up watching the games? Uh, I stayed up for, uh, well, with work, of like having to be up at like five o'clock in the morning sometimes, it's not wasn't always the easiest. I stayed up for game five because I had a good vibe about it and then we lost. So for game six, I was like, no, I'm, I'm not doing this. I can't do it. Like my mates will tell you, I can't. I hate watching my teams play yeah. sports like on TV. I can't do it. So for me to actually stay up at all and watch even Game Five was like quite a big thing for me. When the Green Bay Packers got into the Super Bowl, I did not watch it because I, <laughs> I just I can't do it. I just get too nervous and hate it. And yeah, I'm not good at watching my team. Like live, not a problem, but on TV, I can't do it. Are you into NFL as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen you take a few photos actually. Is that local teams? Uh, yeah, there's a team in Ipswich um, that I go watch with like, a few mates during the summer. Oh, there's a team in Colchester as well, who I know a couple of players at. So, yeah, it's normally normally good afternoon. Not quite the same standard as the hockey, but you know, still fun. Yeah, so I always found it's quite always found it quite a difficult sport to get into myself, but it's. Um, I mean, if you just look at what happens every time the NFL comes to London, it's clearly... Oh, it's, it's massive over here at the moment. <laughs> but no, I can I can understand people finding it difficult to get into because it is very stop-start. But I think, well, I think I so is hockey, but it doesn't have the speed or the flow that hockey's got, I, I don't think. so. No, hockey, hockey can be very stop-start. But like you say, there's, there's speed and there's flow. And you can get periods where it's like two, three minutes of constant play, whereas American yeah. football, it's like 10 seconds at a time. So yeah. I do get it, but... I mean, I've, I've, deep down, it's a very simple game. It's just they've made it really complicated to understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Americans do love their stats as well. They do, they do. Our baseball's the worst of stats. Like some of the stats they have in baseball is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's something as hockey fans in in the UK, we're struggling to get hold of at the moment because the EIHL have not 
sorted oh, out. It's ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? Machine, yeah. I saw the update the other day when they were saying they knew about it in like January or February sometime. And it's like, and you still didn't get anything sorted. Like, no. what the hell? Come on. No, we're all sitting here twiddling our thumbs and whacking our notepads waiting for these stats to come out. I know. Just like I saw a table like a couple of weeks ago and I was like, okay, well, that's a couple of weeks ago. What? Where's the latest one? Yeah. And and, they've and, obviously got the stats somewhere, so just by, even if it's just a table every week, that would be helpful. Yeah, they must they must be able to do something. So hopefully they'll get that sorted. I, I, <laughs> was it January? I think they were aiming at January, weren't they? Too? Yeah, I think that's what they said. Yeah, but they it's like half the season they haven't had anything. It's not good enough, guys. Come on. No, I mean, although as we said at the moment, you know, less we look at our stats, the better. I think. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but um, I mean, as every, everyone will know that speaks to me is obviously we we speak quite frequently at the home games as well. I'm I'm Mr. Positive. I can't I can't be negative about it. I can't have a go. I can't put a negative spin on anything. Um, you know, as another fan yourself, are you in my boat that you think, you know what, give it some time, it will click and it will come I, I thought you were going to ask me something about this. So I've been thinking of I have been thinking about what to say to this. I think we we lost a lot of talent, mm. experience, and leadership last year. And it was always going to be difficult to replace that. Yeah. And that's not to say that the players that we have got now aren't good because some of them are great and like they're all going to be good players, but they're going to be good players. And at the moment, it's just not maybe not quite at the same level as it was last year. And it's going to take time for it to gel in and these players to develop. I think possibly this year is going to be a transitional year. And then maybe next year, if we keep that core group together that we've got this year, we'll be better. Yeah. But obviously, nobody likes losing. No, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's not not great for the morale probably with the boys, and obviously, you know, we've seen a few fans be a little bit disgruntled about it. Obviously, the Chieftains have got a rich history of doing very well. Yeah, but you know, the rich history of doing very well, as you said, was with some of them players that have been with the club for years. Exactly. And I, I've listened to some of the other podcasts regarding some of the other clubs in the north and the south, even in the national and the elite league, and absolutely nobody has lost the amount of experienced and talented players. Yeah, we lost like eight, nine players at the end of last yeah, year. That's like was... half the team. And like to get that same quality back in and get it all to gel like from the go is was always going to be an, a near impossible task. So yeah. I just, I I mean, one of the big ones for me, obviously, it pained me more than most because I had his name on the back of my jersey was Stano going back to Invicta. Yeah, that was good. Because I mean, I don't think there's another player in the NIAHL one that was drafted in the NHL. Uh, not that I'm aware of. I mean, no. happy to be proven wrong, but as, as am as am I. Yes, but I, I don't think there is another one. And a player. I mean, you saw the the game that we sp- speak not of um, <laughs> at home to Invicta. He absolutely tore us a new one. Yeah, because he's yeah, the quality is just unbelievable. He, yeah, he's a he's a fantastic player at this level. So there's no doubt in that. So yeah, he's obviously a big loss. Yeah, but no, I, I agree with you. I think the lads have signed a brilliant. I think they're the young ones, especially, are really going to come through. Our youth set up, especially from our under 16s and into the Warriors. Yeah, fantastic young players. I know you've yeah, been to a couple of Warriors players. games recently, haven't you? Yeah, I think there's some great players at the Warriors that are maybe possibly give them a chance later on in the season at the Chieftains. But if not, then they're going to develop more and they're going to be ready for next year. So, yeah, I've, I've Think we've yeah. kind of got some good players coming through for sure. Yeah. I mean, from what from the, I saw a couple of them that sort of stepped up last year. I think Chris Beckett's one of the best puck handlers I've seen. You know, his his stick movement. The, the, 
not this Sunday's, but last Sunday's game. Um, I can't remember who played. Oh, Lee Valley when we played. And oh, he got an eight-point game, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Eight, he can contribute on every single goal. And it was like, yeah, come on, that's that's pretty decent. Yeah. So yeah. So I, 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 as you say, I just think a little bit of time for this group to to gel, and <laughs> towards the end of this season, and then especially going into next, which and hopefully as well, they might rejig the league slightly so we'll have a bigger season because. Obviously, NIHL 2 South has got 13 teams. Yeah, I guess it's the problem with not having promotion and relegation, isn't it? It depends it, on... It is, yeah. I think they, they, they should really rejig it. I mean, Bristol Pitbulls could probably... Their, their second team, they could probably handle it at this level. The Harry yeah, they still probably good as well. They still had quite a few players playing in two that they were playing in one last year. So, you know, they probably could still field a team in, yeah. in our, our league, our level. Well, I think even some of their big players from from last season when they were in this league, I think Liam Coleman went down to Solent. Um, he was a good player for them. Josh Llewellyn, the he's a giant of a man. Um, he's uh, uh, he's on a two way with Oxford, so he, he was playing for Oxford last Sunday. I think he will yeah. Sunday as well. So they're um, yeah, I think their their second team could certainly handle it at this at this level. And as I said, the Harrogate Huskies possibly could as well. So at least if there was ten teams in the league, the season would be padded out a little bit more. We wouldn't be having weekends off and one game a weekend which you know the players might appreciate the break but I think the fans just want hockey 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 I, I appreciate the break as well you know because petrol <laughs> yeah. like two times a weekend yeah yeah it's um yeah, we're getting over down I'm, I'm cultureless so it's not quite as far from it's quite bad, yeah. but it's uh yeah so good well mate it's been really really great to have you on really enjoyed having this chat this way obviously we normally do it face to face on a Sunday evening I certainly do but yeah, um, no worries man it's been a pleasure Lovely. And if anyone does want, I don't want to put too much work on Simon, but some of the pictures <laughs> he's done are so, so good. He's actually had a, an A2 size poster printed uh, for me of one of the players, which looks fantastic, and I can't wait to collect it off him. So uh, if it's not too much work for Simon. <laughs> no, it's not much at all, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, it's, no it, it, like I say, if anyone does want anything, just let me know. I just, I'm happy to try and sort it out for them. Excellent stuff. Lovely, mate. Well, well I say... You're off to Oxford this Sunday night? I uh, will be there, yes. Certainly will be. And that's Slough the following weekend as well. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Well, safe trip to them. We look forward to seeing the photographic evidence. Cheers, man. Look forward to catching up with you at a game soon. Yeah, I shall be uh, silent on the 13th. I should definitely be there. Oh, well, I'll be there as well then, mate. I'll bring your poster. Excellent stuff. <laughs> fantastic. Nice one. Cheers, Simon. Cheers, mate. Thank you for my guests today, Luca Tassadri and Simon Douglas. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Uh, episode five next week, then we'll be looking at the result from the Oxford away game in the league uh, and then the other games that the Chelmsford Ice Hockey Academy may have. Youth, Warriors, uh, ladies will catch up on their results and hopefully we'll have another one of the players and maybe even another one of you guys to come on and have a chat about how you think it's all going. Thanks for listening. See you next time. This podcast is hosted on Anchor by Spotify. It is available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts and other podcast outlets. Follow us on social media, Zero Pucks Given Podcast on Instagram, Zero Pucks Pod on Twitter, Zero Pucks Given Podcast at gmail.com for email. The music in this podcast is taken from Spotify. I do not own the tracks. Subscribe on Spotify to get notifications about all new episodes. Podcast Network.